Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Isios. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the makeover master. Do you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect? Then head over to themakeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everybody deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. Today's guest is from Los Angeles. She's, she's an entertainment lifestyle television host and the managing editor of Focus Magazine. She has interviewed some of the most notable influencers and celebrities from Netflix, HBO, New York Times, LA Times, and more. She is also the co-host of Good Morning La La Land, which is America's first live streaming talk show, which is making an incredible impact in the world. But it wasn't always easy for her. She's had to go through some incredible struggles, and she went through a really life-changing experience that I can't wait to dive into because um, it really shaped who she is now. And um, she's really going to dive into like what she had to overcome. So I'm really excited to pull that out and share that with the world. So Jeslyn Mayette, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming Thank on. You. Thank you, Lance. I'm so excited. It's an honor to have that, this opportunity. We got to speak to you on my show, Good Morning La La Land. And so it's so nice to be able to come to your platform and support you in your journey. Yeah, it's so nice to have you and, you know, to chat with you guys, you guys made me feel so comfortable and it was such an amazing experience and I could just feel that great energy in that room and just speaking with you guys, I connected right away. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited to have you here and, you know, just, uh, because, you know, you're, you're, you're living a, a pretty incredible life right now. You're, you're hosting an awesome show. You got an incredible resume. You've done a lot of things. I just really want to maybe take it back, maybe just fill in the gaps for us. You know, where, how did you get involved in this and, you know, and, and how did, what struggle did you go through in order to get here? So maybe just take us back. So I will take you back to the girl who moved to California for sunshine in the dream. I went to school for broadcast journalism. I doubled in broadcasting in French because my goal was to move to LA and become this international entertainment reporter, you know, seen on the red carpets of the Cannes Film Festival or Paris Fashion Week or E! Entertainment News. And I came to LA, I got totally distracted in the fashion scene. So I started modeling, was going, you know, internationally, working here in LA. I was having a really great time, but I really realized I wasn't fulfilling my purpose. So I took a couple jobs working in event planning uh, and really got off my path. I was craving a sense of stability that I didn't have while I was traveling or I was getting paid to get my picture taken. While that was fun and it was glamorous, I wasn't on walking in my light, walking in my truth. And it was while I was doing this event work, I had this crazy traumatic accident and I'll give you the cliff notes and skip the gory details. But after a slip and fall, I was left without the use of my left arm and hand for years, literally going from somebody who is making a living, getting paid to socialize. And by the way she looked, I was now in a position where I was in full-time recovery and it seems crazy. Oh, she slipped and fall and she couldn't use her left hand. Well, I cut everything 
that made it work. And because I was just in this place where my body and my adrenals and everything was just really overtaxed and shot, I developed a really rare nerve condition known as reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Now, some people commonly call it chronic regional pain syndrome, but it's categorized as the world's most painful nerve condition. And it caused me to lose use of, of my left upper limb for years. In fact, it died. So I had to try everything, all these experimental treatments, anything I could do to not only save my hand and my arm because they were going to amputate it. And I said, no way, I'll, I'll try everything. And it really truly ended up saving my life. Wow. So that's, that's crazy. And so, okay. How, how did that even happen? Like what, like, what were you doing? I mean, how does that even, I was, I was, it was crazy. I was carrying a tray of glasses and I slipped and fell being responsible. I was hard at work. I was sober. I had flat shoes. I was doing all the right things I thought, right. Working hard, grinding it out. And I just slipped and landed on the glass. And if it weren't for the help and support of my, my friends, my family, my community, and a handful of doctors, it could have been the end of my life. Wow. So, yeah, because it's, it's crazy because I remember working in bars, we used to polish the wine glasses. And there's this guy, um, and I will t- I'll, I'll kind of say the gory details here because it's, it's, it's crazy how this happens. He's sitting there polishing, right? And all of a sudden the stem breaks and the stem goes right through his wrist. And oh, you, yeah. you telling me that story reminded me of that. And the guy, there was like blood shooting up and nobody knew what to do. Cause the guy like started to like, he, he looked like he was blue in the face and it was, it was crazy. And we had to rush him to the hospital. And just like that, like the guy's life changed. He had no use of his arm as well. And yeah, it was crazy. I lost consciousness. I came to, I saw the inside of my hand. And I couldn't feel it. And I remember thinking two things. One, I'm never going to feel a man put a ring on my finger. And I lost consciousness. And then two, I came back and I thought, I'm going to die. And I started saying every swear word in prayer. It was like, holy F me, holy Mary, mother of God. And waking up in the hospital. So what did you think? Like when somebody said, how old were you? Like paint this picture. Somebody says, hey, we got to get rid of your arm. Like. I mean, you what? Know, like, what? What is right? My mom was on a plane. She had, was flying cross country from Michigan. I, I was just spinning. I thought, you, you've got to be kidding me. I make a living by the way I look. I need my hand. I need my arm. I want to button pants and blow dry my hair and hold my baby someday. I can't do that one handed. And there are incredible men and women who do, and my utmost respect to them. But I was determined to come hell or high water that I would do whatever I could to save my body. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. You're one day you're living this life where you have this projection of where life's going to be. And then this happens. So how did that, how did you overcome that in the first place though? I mean, like, what did you have to do to overcome that? What are the things, what are the, I mean, cause no, but not many people go through that and it would definitely would have challenged you in a lot of ways. Like, what did you, how did you, how did you get yourself back into, you know, into normalcy? 
it challenged me in all of the ways yeah. for years. It challenged my romantic relationships. It challenged my friendships. It challenged my, you know, understanding of myself. I wasn't my best self. I was on a ton of medications that not altered, not only altered my body, but had effects on my personality and my memory. And so I became so determined to get to know myself, to forgive myself, to help my mind, body, and spirit during this time. So I, you know, I'd spent hours, quote unquote, holding hands with a physical therapist friend of mine, Dr. Brian Spencer at Hollywood Hands. And he really became like a mentor for me and a life coach. And he shared with me some of his favorite books that now have become like guides for my life. Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, The Four Agreements. And I read those books and I reread them. And we would sit for hours and we would talk about it. And that was one of the things that really helped get me through. And if it weren't for that time, I don't think be, being in the position I am now to host this morning show, I wouldn't be able to have the same life experience or really self-awareness that I do now if it weren't for the time I had to dedicate solely to my healing. And, and granted, I, I don't think it's even fair to say it's something I've overcome. It's that I've learned to live with. And that I've progressed and I've evolved and I've moved through. But it's a challenge now living with a chronic pain condition that I'll deal with every single day for the rest of my life. Right. So what are some of the things, aside having the rehabilitation in the books, like what are the things on a daily basis? Because, right, sometimes in our darkest hour, we need to be as grateful and put ourselves in that, you know, that state to, to heal. You know, what are some of the daily practices that you did and that you adopted, that you still do now, that you realize were actually helpful for your well, life? Well, to be quite honest with you, Lance, I was so angry. I didn't even realize I was a mad person. I was so mad and angry with myself for not having the ability to heal the way others healed, for, not being, for even getting myself in that position. And so first and foremost was recognizing my anger and then forgiving myself and really focusing in, in utmost gratitude at the wonderment and the ability of my body to heal. And even though it didn't heal perfectly, there is no perfect. Now I have this unique challenge that I, I've learned to live with and I'm, I'm, I struggle with every day, but it gives me a new sense of self. So self-forgiveness was one affirmations were huge for me. I never had a mantra. I didn't know what mantra meant. I was like, that's something people who do kundalini yoga do. I don't do that. That's not for me. But I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and like what I saw, especially when I had the bride of Frankenstein's arm attached to my body. And I didn't like the way I looked, let alone the person I was. So it was really learning to look at myself and say, you have been and you always will be everything you need to accomplish your goals, to fulfill your dreams. And you know what? They're not over yet. There's still more to go. And it was really recognizing that I didn't have to sacrifice or compromise my goals, my dreams, my ambitions, just because my path hadn't, hadn't gone the way I wanted it to or expected it to. Right. And sometimes these things just need to happen to really, because they become gifts. They become, you know, you get these things and the minute, minute, when you could start to realize that they happen for us, 
as, as hard as it is at the darkest hour to realize that when, in hindsight, if you can realize that and take these things as, as, as gifts to make you stronger, to make you actually, you know, more powerful to the world by sharing this story has made you powerful, you know, like it's been able, now you're going to be able to help somebody out there. Like somebody that's been through something like that, you know, maybe sitting there and thinking, wow, you know, I'm fucked kind of thing, you know, with my arm or whatever. And, and, and it's that belief inside knowing that, you know, you can get through it and be able to still, you know, um, do what it is you want to do. And I just find that so powerful. I, I also wanted to touch on, you know, one thing here, how, okay. So the pre-injury person, how did you, how did you change as far as how you looked at other humans and other people, you know, cause that. For me, I could, I could probably, you know, just guess that you would look at people differently on how you judge people and how you look at people with injuries and people struggling. How different was the person before the accident to after the accident on how you treated other people? That's interesting. Uh, I always have been a very empathetic person pre and post injury. And I've, I've always admired and respected the strength people have in living with disabilities. I never understood the, the being, the willpower, the determination those people had. I, I was always respectful of that, but I didn't have this deep, innate understanding of, of what it's like to still shine through the pain and what it's like to be a, a voice uh, for, for people with disabilities. Really, I totally underestimated the, the strength it would take. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's what I was getting at is that just like for me, like I hadn't, when I had never gone through a death or anything like that, I didn't realize, you know, cause you hear about these things and you have empathy, but until you walk in those shoes, it's really hard for you to, to kind of understand. And once it you really have, is. yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's like, Unless you experience that, it's, it's almost hard to put yourself in that situation. So almost like the more you experience these things, the more you can, you can, you can help people kind of understanding what they're going through, right? And Absolutely. You know, you could say, oh, it, it hurt the depths of my soul or from the bottom of my heart. All I wanted was to heal. And until you've experienced that, you don't know what the bottom of your heart feels like, what it feels like to have that empty pit in your stomach, that true, utter despair when you think not only am I lost physically, but this has affected me on a deep, emotional, mental, and spiritual level. This is challenging everything that I am. And this is just my left hand, <laughs> but it's you know changing me at the very core of my being. I had no idea what that meant. Yeah, no, that's, it's, <laughs> that's crazy. And so I want to just dive back in a little bit to those two books that you said, because I remember we had talked about on Good Morning La La Land about the power of now. And that for me was, was, a, was the first book that gave me a real shift on consciousness. And another book that you mentioned, The Four Agreements, this is a book that I keep hearing. And I, this is probably the fifth time. Now I haven't read it. And now this, is, this means I have to go out and buy this book. Can you maybe just walk us through a little bit of um, what both of these books are and what they mean to you and how, you know, how they can help you or help anybody. 
the power of now took me probably two years to read. Not the first time, but I, I read it once and I reread it. And it, every chapter was so deep. I literally had to read it and ruminate on it for, for the next month because yeah. I recognized that I wasn't living in the now. My entire present, I was basing on the past and my worry of what the future was rather than really embodying what it is to be in the now and to release those expectations and to truly forgive. And that was the big takeaway, I think, for me personally in reading that book. And the four agreements was like a guide to life. One of the biggest takeaways for me from that book was never to make assumptions. And I realized I was making decisions and I was communicating in every aspect of my life solely based on assumptions, right? So I would think in even approaching this conversation, oh, I'm going to assume that you and your audience is going to think this, that, and the other about me. So I'm just going to have to say this and that so they like me, right? Yeah. I, being the ple people pleaser that I was, I would assume all these things. And really then scaling that back and removing assumption and recognizing the difference between assumption and intuition was huge for me. Huge. I, I, I kept thinking I was intuitive about it, but clearly I was passing judgment and making assumptions. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's super powerful. I've never looked at it that way. That's one thing like assumptions. It's, it's so true. How many decisions, how many things do we do every day? Are we just making assumptions and those assumptions can vary on how we feel that day and they can, you know, on our choices. And it's just so, this is where it comes back to being mindful and really monitoring your, your thoughts and emotions and understanding where are they coming from? You know, are they coming from a place of fear or love? And um, it's, it's just as we unpack these, as I, I've noticed that unpacking this personal development journey and all these different things that come up, it's amazing when you hear that different angles of people's stories on how how they, they look at things and how these different books highlight that. So that was really interesting. I haven't really, you know, dove into that. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check that book out. Um, now, okay, you guys are doing, you guys are doing well. I, Good Morning La La Land is super powerful. Now, what's your, when you go in every day, you know, what is your, what is your mission? You know, what are you looking to create with that show? And what are some of the, what are some of the, the things that you come across as struggles or adversities that you have to overcome in such a, uh, a powerful show like that on a daily basis? Well, <laughs> loaded question. Loaded question. La we, we like to yes. load those up. <laughs> Good Morning La La Land has been an epic journey for each and every one of us involved. Yeah. You know, we came in together, Dr. Aaron, Rob Mack, our executive producer, Andy Wolman and I on day one. And we said, what, what is it that we want to build? What is our intention? And, you know, we, we had a, co a few common intentions, but we each came to it from a different expertise, if you will, um, and had different things that we were able to share. Me personally, my intention was to hold space, to create a platform for any of the people, whether they're celebrities, authors, entrepreneurs, but really the people who are creating a positive change, igniting a conversation that will change the world and giving space for them to be able to do that, to create their legacy press, to tell their stories, to share their adversities, their trials, their triumphs, and then promote their movie on Netflix. But let's talk about the journey it took to get there. Let's highlight that rather than just the three or four minutes they might get on a different morning show. Let's really give them the space to tell that, that story. Right. And 
Yeah, you, you, I, I love that because there's so many different stories out there. And that's why I can connect with you guys because when I come and share my story, it's the same idea, you know, it's the same intention. You go and you want to just lift people up, have them share their story on a platform that um, is empowering them. And I found that super, super powerful of what you guys do. And, but it is a challenge being live. I can appreciate that. You know, it's, it, it's, you know, you got to go and things need to be, but at the same time, people understand if you make mistakes, right? Do you ever come oh. across like that feeling of, oh shit, I made a mistake. Like, you know, how do you deal with that? In the beginning, in the yeah. beginning, the pressure was on a little bit more. You know, we, we committed to doing 90 days. Let's give this a try and see how it goes. And it, it felt like it had to be a little more perfect. And now it's a little more unapologetic, if you will. We embrace our imperfections. We laugh about it. I think one of the biggest struggles that continues to be for me is to remain vulnerable because, you know, Dr. Erin, she's this doctor of divinity and she's mastered her spiritual being and awakening, right? And Rob is a master of happiness. He, in fact, he writes books about it. And me, I still feel like I'm on a journey of figuring it out. And I have my experience in the adversity that I've overcome, but I'm still trying to master love. I'm still trying to master my career. I want it all. And I, I'm trying to be honest and open about that because so many people think, oh, she's got this glamorous life. She's on these red carpets. She does this morning show. And the fact of the matter is, there's still the self-doubt. There's still the fear. And I want to be able to have a conversation about that with the people like you, with our guests who come on the show and give me life school each and every day. But some days are, are hard days. And yeah. it just so turns out by, you know, divine destiny. But somehow, some way, the conversation is always exactly what I need. It's so true. And you get this almost like this free, this free knowledge, you know? That's just, it's priceless. It's like some of the conversations you get to have. It's in oh. a way that's just like, it's, it's, I'm just so blessed and grateful every day. And I, I'm sure you can agree. Like you just, you just shake your head like, wow, I get to talk to this person just about things that I'm interested in. You know, it's like, it's incredible opportunity. It really, truly is. But you're right as well. Like it's a constant growth and you gotta be, you gotta, you know, it's self-awareness. You know, we're not amazing at everything, you know, some people are on, you know, chapter two and some people are on chapter 15. You can't compare that to the other. But the beautiful thing is that we're all on the journey together and it's just a different journey. But the thing is about social media, the thing that gets tough with all of this is comparing yourself. And I've fallen, I've fallen to this all the time. You see somebody, you see their success, you think, why am I not there? Why am I? But that doesn't matter because they've probably done it longer. They've probably put in more time. You don't see, you only see the tip of the iceberg. And Absolutely. It's so important not to compare your progress and your journey to someone's finished product. Yeah. And it can be very, it can be challenging. So um, anybody listening out there, understand that, you know, just because sometimes you see things and they look perfect, it's not always like that. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So um, yeah, no, it's um, what a journey. What, what do you, so Right now, the next next while, what are, what are you working on for yourself? Like, what are you, what are some projects? What are some stuff that you are focusing on right now? Is it the show? Is it is it is it personal growth? Like, you know, what? How do you continue to better yourself after overcoming that and you know projecting where you want to be, you know, in the future? 
Well, I think it's really making sure that self-care is a priority and I don't treat it as a luxury. So putting my well-being first is going to help me really show up better in all areas of my life and my relationships at work, for the show, with the magazine, with other projects I'm working on. I really need to focus on self-care and take a little time for self. Uh, so I've been partnering with some incredible people. Uh, Dr. Kay Seuss has been working with me. She's a functional MD and really helping me balance my hormones and get everything working right again. And, you know, continuing to read incredible books uh, and working with our guests, uh, sharing my story. I think that's super important. So thank you, Lance, for giving me the opportunity to do that. Um, I've got some fun live events coming up that I am uh, hosting and curating. I'm doing a monthly community pop-up in Los Angeles. It's called Focus on Beauty, and I'm curating this event with a few of my favorite local experts, artisans, really from beauty from the outside out and outside in. All the things that I'm an expert in, if you will, um, giving the community a space to come not only meet me, but really share and experiences the service and the kindness that I get to as well. So that's a fun thing that I've been working on. Awesome. Yeah. Doing things that align with your purpose, right? I mean, it's... Uh... It's, it feels so good. And I, I liked how you talked about you're working with a doctor with like hormonal function and stuff. Cause I am too. Um, I'm working with a naturopath here, Dr. Nick Jensen in Vancouver. And I think I, I, I thought about it. Like if I'm doing all this stuff, if I want to be operate at the best level, you know, it has to start within and you have to feel good. You know, your body has to be working right. Your hormones need to be in, like, how important is it to you to make sure that your health and, and everything is balanced? Because, I mean, some people forget that part of, that part of it, you know. Maybe just tell us about, you know, your, your, your health journey and how, how you came about, you know, working with a doctor like that and how important that is to, you know, building, you know, what you're doing and that energy that you create. Well, fortunately, I had the opportunity of meeting Dr. Kate actually on Good Morning La La Land. She was inspired. She's a big part of the West Hollywood community, and she started her own show at the Focus Network, Mind, Body, Spirit. Awesome. Uh, shout out to Focus TV. And, uh, you know, it was really just a community-powered thing. I was having a conversation about some of the symptoms I was experiencing, chronic fatigue, issues with my skin, a little bit of acne, stress, and you know, she was like, let's take some time to really talk through some of these things. Your adrenals are shot, all these things that are symptoms of my condition, reflex sympathetic dystrophy, because I live in a chronic state of fight or flight, right? That it affects my parasympathetic nervous system. So it's not really just isolated to my left arm and hand. It's something that's affecting my whole body and being. So we really sat down, we went through the nitty gritty of it and the family history, did the work and the tests and all those things and created active plan and solutions. And that was the key. I really didn't want to focus on the problems or a prognosis. I wanted to focus on the room for improvement and what I needed to do to get to feeling like my best self and operating that way consistently while doing it naturally. And that was a big thing for me. While there's a time and a place for Western medicine and pharmaceuticals, I really like to advocate for natural solutions first and foremost, whenever we can. And then supplement with, with other medications when we need to. Absolutely. And we got to pay attention to how we feel, right? I mean, if you're constantly tired and you're constantly cranky, you know, chances are something's, something's not right. Like we're meant, to, we're meant to flourish. We're meant to feel good. And I just think so many people just will cover them up with painkillers or coffee just to get through. And it's not, it's, it, it's just, it, 
it really it really limits your potential. And when you kind of dissect that and you kind of get to the root and fix it, you start to feel amazing. And then, you know, you can start to like radiate so much better energy. And I think that that is so congruent with what you want to do, you know, so you got to make sure that your body is functioning properly. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you touched on that. Um, awesome. So, I just, I want to make sure that we, I know you talked about it a little bit. I want to make sure that we can find you and, and, and everything. So let's plug, let's get you, let's get all the stuff is going to be in the show notes, but where can we find you and where can people connect with you? Absolutely. A few shameless shout outs, please. They Perfect. can connect with me on Insta uh, at Jeslin. That's J-E-Z-L-A-N, my first name only. Please feel free to DM me if you're struggling with your disability or the same condition I am or just need some community and support uh, and inspiration. I'm always happy and try and answer all my messages in a timely fashion. You can also catch up with everything I'm up to at my website. That's jeslin.com. And there's invitations to community events, speaking engagements, and other special discounts on products that I'm endorsing. Awesome. So good. I'll make sure everything's in there. I'll, I'll give you. You, I'm going to give you a shout out and a plug on Instagram as well. Make sure everybody sees you. Make sure uh, we, we check it out. Maybe just one more thing. You know, I ask this to everybody. What is the first thing that comes to your mind? One tip that you can give to somebody listening to overcome adversity to go on to um, create an amazing life and go to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve. Love yourself first. Love yourself first. Awesome. Self-love is so important, everybody. Make sure you fill your cup, you know, before you want to fill anyone else's. It's so important and such a valuable lesson. Thank you so much, Jeslyn, for, for stopping in and sharing your story. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Um, make sure to check her out. Good morning, La La Land. Follow her on, on social media and everything will be in the show notes. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Lance. Keep dreaming. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this isn't possible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. and We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.